Hey guys, welcome back to the Creative Grace Podcast. This is your host, Anna here. If this is your first time jumping in, welcome. It's good to have you here. I hope that this podcast helps to build your faith as well as just build up a great life for you and give you some good encouragement when you need it. So today's episode, I'm going to be bringing on Jess Mackey. She is a good friend of mine and she's just going to share a little bit of her journey through singleness and how she has been able to really embrace the waiting season that God has given her um, through that part of her life. So if you are not single, this is also a great episode for you because we all have different parts in our lives that we go through that whole waiting season. And sometimes we feel like during that season, we don't we don't get anywhere and we don't learn anything, but that's not the truth. We can learn so much if we're willing to embrace it. So I'm just excited to bring her on and share her story and just kind of just share her heart with everything. So let's go ahead and get right to it. Hello and welcome to the Creative Grace Podcast with your host, Anna. Each week, I will be bringing on people who have inspired me to help you live your best life. With a strong community and Jesus by your side, life can be beautiful in the midst of the mess. Stay tuned for episodes where grace is held for everyone in the conversation because no person's path is identical to another. Hey Jess, good to have you on the podcast today and just kind of talk to our listeners about waiting season. Everyone deals with the waiting season some sometime in their life. And so let's go ahead and dive in. Go ahead and tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. All right, guys. So I'm Jess and I um, actually met Anna. I actually met her family <laughs> a while before I met Anna um, in the Dominican Republic. We did a lot of mission trips together and um, it's just been a really great friendship to cultivate. And then um, I met Anna and Ty on a backpacking trip. And those were some really, really fond memories that we have. You can ask her all yes. about their first trip. <laughs> those, those big old pots and pans, a little inside <laughs> scoop there. Um, but yeah, um, I, so my story is quite a long one. Um, but basically, I've been a Christian my whole entire life. And um, I've been on just this journey of, you know, figuring out life. I mean, we're all on this journey together, um, whether it be we're in a season of singleness, a season of being married or having kids or whatever it is, we are all in specific seasons. And um, I was in a season of singleness for like in my life, I would figure it's it's a long time, you know, like I feel like it's a long time, but people are like, oh no, you have plenty of time. I'm like, no. Okay, I'm 26 years old and I don't have anybody and it's it sucks. I'm sad, like I'm lonely, like all those things. And um you know, like my my dating life was kind of just a guy would talk to me and then I you know, we'd go out on a couple dates and and then he would just disappear and like ghost me. I mean, we've all had that happen. <laughs> like I mean, I think everybody knows what it's like to be ignored or ghosted and it does not feel good at all. So I was kind of burned, um, in and out of my, my singleness life. Um, but there was a good five year stretch where I did not date anybody. I was just kind of like 
you know what, I really just am going to focus on myself. Um, and it was also contributed to, I didn't necessarily like choose those five years. It was more of like, there wasn't really anybody I was interested in. Um, but I really took that time to dive in and focus on myself, um, and figure out what I wanted. And there were so many people around my life that had, you know, boyfriend and girlfriends for so long. My brother was in a good relationship that he had been in since high school. Um, and I always kind of looked at that of like, you could look at it one of two ways. I could either be jealous of it or I could use that as fuel to be like, you know what? I'm glad that I am single. I'm glad that I have this opportunity to go out and do my own thing. And I'm not tied down to somebody else. Like it's, it's good to have somebody. It really is like whatever way you swing sure. it. Um, I think you, you're kind of like that too. I mean, you and Ty kind of dated. Yeah, dating we were 16. Yeah. I never really went through, I guess the whole dating thing. Mm-hmm. Um, just because we started dating when we were so young and that was my only boyfriend turned yeah. into husband. So there are other, you know, people that have had these relationships since high school. So they don't, they haven't really had this, um, long period of time of singleness. And I think from both sides of the coin. So like, you and Ty started dating in high school and then got married um, and then didn't really have like this single period of time. I, on the other hand, had many years of singleness before finding my person. Um, But either way you swing it, it's a beautiful story no matter what. Like, and I think there's always that thought of, well, the grass is always greener on the other side, or I'm thinking, well, what if I didn't settle down so early and I could have done this or this, 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 this. Mm-hmm. I I hate that. I just, people, people have to get into the perspective of like, your journey is your journey and it's wow. going to be beautiful no matter what you make it. And so like, you have to work at it too. Like, it's not something that, um, that just comes easy, like no matter what way you swing. So it's like, in my mind, as someone who is single for so long, I was like, man, why can't I have that? Like, it just is so easy for some people to be in a relationship and to have that person and then get married. Like, I just, it, from the outside perspective, it just looked so easy. But now being in a relationship now and now being engaged, I've realized, no, <laughs> it does take a lot of work. Like, it's two people coming together from whatever backgrounds and you have to figure each other out along the way. And so um, that I've learned a lot, too. But I, I do want to keep it still on singleness. I don't really want to get into most of like the relationship talk um, because the singleness part is it, it's a journey. And um, there are many, many times where I felt like I was crying on the bathroom floor, like why haven't I found my person? Why can't I just have that person to love? Because I was so ready to give all of my love to somebody and there wasn't ever anybody to give it to or worth giving it to. But I always just felt like, like, what's wrong with me? You know, and I had had that thought. Um, And so I really had to realize it for myself, a perspective shift of it's not like if it is me, okay, then work on it. Like be with the Lord. That's the number one thing. Like this is the free you are ever, 
ever going to be, like the freest you're ever going to be. No matter what in life, the singleness, that's the freest you're going to be because otherwise you have to rely on somebody else that you have a relationship with or you have kids and you don't have time for yourself anymore. I mean, it truly is. And people don't look at it in that perspective. It's more of like, eh, why can't, why can't I have that? It's like, yeah, no, yeah. Stay and single. they forget to open up their eyes to like just so many other things. Like, like you said, the freedom part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they dwell yeah. on what's going on and then they forget that the, we all do it. Like the waiting season, we can learn so much during the waiting season, but we have to be willing to learn. Right. Exactly. And, and it's not to say like, you're never going to have bad days because you will. I mean, it does get you get sad, but you have to pull yourself out of it so quickly because otherwise it can just spiral into something that is, you know, you can become depressed, like, and then you'll never find anybody because you'll never be ready to have anybody because you've been so down in the dumps of like, I'm, I'm single and I'm by myself and I'm alone. And then you get bitter and it's just this like cycle (laughs) that could just really spiral you into, I don't even know, because like, I never got that far of being so far gone of, in my own misery or whatever, but I've seen it happen to people, you know, it's, it's, it's true. It is out there, but, um, the biggest thing is to enjoy the season that you are in. Like, that's the biggest key takeaway is to enjoy that season. If I had never been single over those period, that period of time, I wouldn't really have understood myself, like knowing who I truly am. Um, not only, the person that God created me to be, but who I am in Christ and the gifts that he has given me because I got to develop those in my singleness. I got to realize, mm-hmm. okay, I'm really good with, with students. I love pouring into young people that are unsure of themselves. And I love to pour in confidence to people. And in order for me to do that, I had to get my own confidence. And I still struggle with that daily. I mean, it's sometimes the enemy can creep in and, and tear down your confidence, but, um, it's the realization of like, no, like I am who I am in Christ and I have these, these giftings to offer. And I would have never known any of those things if I hadn't been in my singleness, because I would have attached myself to somebody else, me being a person that like, wants to be loved so bad, I probably would have attached myself to a person and then wouldn't have known who I am at all, ever. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. The Lord, the Lord works in, in, in great and big ways and his timing's always perfect. And that's what I've known to be true. But I truly believe that if I hadn't been single for so long, I wouldn't have come to the realization of who I am. Yeah, that's so good. And I also think it's good for, um, just like, I guess, not quite being single, but like in my life, um, I was dating for a while and I wanted to get married and I knew like my now husband wasn't ready to get married, but like that's a waiting season too. So if you didn't see, see, if you didn't go through the waiting season of singlehood, you might have gone through a different waiting season. And that was testing me because it was like, I was always trying to live in the future and I live in the like moments like Anna just live in the moment like you're never going to get this dating experience back with Ty so Mm -hmm. live in this dating experience you're going to get married one day and so it was just always it was like I'd always ask are we going to get married soon (laughs) and like after a while like obviously like Ty was just frustrated like yeah like we're going to get married like he just sees it in different perspective and so trying to like I guess God taught me a lot during that time as well yeah 
Yeah. Or at least I, taught me, but I didn't learn until later when I looked back. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I feel like a lot of times we're sitting here in these chairs right now and we're looking back at our past and how we've learned from that. So it's like in some of those moments, I didn't have this perspective, you know, and I do now have that perspective of how when you wait patiently for something, it eventually like comes around to what it's supposed to be. And like, if you didn't get married or whatever it is, we have to be okay with that. Like we have to surrender our wants, I think, because they can yep. overcome us. So like, that's the the mm-hmm. thing that like I learned too, is that when I, no matter what it is, if it's, if it was my singleness or if it was anxiety or um, worry or whatever it was, or not knowing like how much money I was going to be able to make or what a job I was going to have or whatever it may be, whatever that anxiety or worry was, I had to surrender to the Lord. So when you surrender something, it equals strength. Like when you mm-hmm. surrender something, it's almost like, okay, fine. This is like, I, I do this all the time. I'm like, Lord, I don't know. I don't know why I'm acting this yeah. way. I don't know why I am so frustrated. I don't know why I'm lashing out or whatever it may be or sad, but here, like I, yeah. I mean, here's my cares, here's my anxiety. And that's like, when we surrender, we get that strength. And like, that's exactly what the Lord tells us is that to lean not on our own on understanding, but to lean on him for his strength. And like, he is strong in our weaknesses. So like where I am weak, he is strong. And, and that's like where that surrender, like when you surrender, like in our, in our worldly minds, we think surrendering is a bad thing because it means we've lost. But in God's perspective, in God's world, when we surrender, we win because we've lifted something off of our chest, which is, I, I love it because it, it's just, it's something think, so, so different than what the world can offer. Yeah, I think it's um, just that taking that first step of just saying, can't do it on myself, can't do it all by myself. I got to just come on in, give me some sort of like answer or give me some sort of like direction. Yeah. Um, And I think sometimes God works and like, you know, if you're, if you're kind of confused or you don't know what to do next, Mm -hmm. asking him for that, like, I don't know what to do. Just show me some sort of like, I guess, direction or just tip or whatever. And sometimes it's just a conversation with somebody. Yeah. God doesn't always just speak it. You don't hear God literally like in your ear, like talking to you. It's Mm -hmm. more of just like maybe someone talked to you or maybe all of a sudden you came up with this idea or stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I totally get that too. I mean, so many times that I've asked the Lord of please, just send somebody, please. Like, I like, I want to love somebody. I want someone in my life. So my story from singleness to where I'm at now, um, I think is important to tell because when I had been single, I think it was like when I was 25, I am now 28. So three years ago, I started talking to this guy that I had liked for many years. And I know that he liked me. It was kind of that classic story, but you know, around and around it went like he would always text me randomly. And then finally we started kind of hanging out and going on dates. But then the same old story for Jess is that I get ghosted. Like, I mean, it was just, I didn't, I didn't know what I did. And I would always question that. I would be like, what did I do? Like, all I wanted was to love this person or whatever. And I almost felt like, you know what? 
maybe it was I was coming on too strong because I just wanted it so badly that it scared them away. Um, I never really knew the real reasons why. But the one thing that I held true to is that I trust the Lord with everything of my life. Like I, I literally... I trust him with everything because he has always carried me through no matter what has happened. Like whether it's a bad time or a good time, he is always right there with me. And, um, I just, I was like, you know what, Lord, I'm done. (laughs) Like, I can't do this. Mm -hmm. I, I just, I don't, I don't want to be dating anybody anymore. Like I'm sick of the runaround and I'm sick of people. People would always tell me this too, of like, oh, you're the person that I marry. And then they wouldn't date me. And it's mm-hmm. like, okay, so if I'm the person that you're marrying, that you would marry, then why wouldn't you date me? But it's because, you know, they're just, they're boys. They're not men. That's that's just what it comes down to. Yeah. Um. But so three years ago, that kind of happened. And then I was like, you know what? I'm done. I'm done dating. I'm going to take a little sabbatical. I'm going to take five months or maybe it was six months and just be with myself, be with the Lord, and just focus on what I'm doing. And at that time, I was working for Hopevale Church. And um, I went away. I went to Maui, visited my friends, and I got a whole new perspective. I really felt good. I was squashing out those spiders in my life and just was like, I'm, I'm good. I'm on a good path. And you know what? Whatever the Lord has for me, I'm open. I'm really, really open. And I made that commitment. So that was in November, and then it led me up until literally a month later was when I met Tyler. People have told me that so many times in my life of like, oh, when you stop, stop like looking, you'll find it, and all these things. And I never believed them because there was so many times where I was like, God, I'm done. (laughs) And then I'd be like, where are you at, though? So do you think that God put you through all of that heartache of years of being single to strengthen your faith? And, you know, because it was like almost you got back from Hawaii and then all of a sudden a month later you met your now, you know, fiance. So say a little bit with that. Yeah. So um, I truly do. Like no matter what season you're going through and no matter what it is, like my singleness was for sure something that strengthened my faith. Um, Because like I said, I had the most time in the world to dive in with my relationship with Jesus. And that's what this this life is all about anyway, is like, what is your relationship with Jesus? What does it look like? And are you producing good fruit? And I really got to learn all about that. I mean, there's so many times where I would want, so like, here's this analogy. So when I was on the island of Maui, there's, you know, all these volcanoes and these mountains. And I know that so many people have heard mountain analogies, like the mountains and the valleys. But when I was driving, I kind of got a new perspective of the mountain. Like, If you were to go straight up the mountain, if you were going straight up to the top, you would fall backwards. Like there's no way you'd make it to the top. And even if you did make it to the top, you'd get to the top and be so exhausted, so tired, and you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have made it in the right pace, I guess. And in order to get up that mountain, you have to go around the mountain. So when you go around the mountain, there's so many things that you learn along the way, things you get to see, things you get to experience. And I think that that is truly life. Like it's not about like going straight up the mountain and then to go straight down. It's about going around the mountain to get to the top. Because if you don't go around the mountain, there's so many lessons that you're going to miss to then prepare you for 
what's at the top. Like there's so many things that you're learning to get to that point. And I feel like, so like I was at probably like my most prime, like before I met, right before I met Tyler, like I was like really solid in my relationship with the Lord. I really understood who I was. I had confidence in myself, like all these things. And then when I met Tyler, like it was such a, like a wonderful thing. Cause I knew that he was going to love me and I knew that I was going to be able to offer him so much love. Um, but again, like our relationship has not always been the easiest over the last two years. And it's, it's because like we've had, you know, the lockdown and uncertainties and all this. And like you said, Anna, you were like, I, I didn't, I wanted to get married, but Ty was not necessarily ready yeah. at the time. And I was, I was waiting hard. on that. And that was really, really hard. And I was kind of in that same boat too of like, I know that I want to marry you, but like he didn't know that he wanted to marry me or like he wasn't, I loved him way faster than he loved me and kind of those things. And, but if I hadn't been at the top of my, like almost, I'm going to say the top of my game with my relationship with the Lord, that all would have rocked me. But I was, I got to be the person for him when he was in a very, very hard season himself. I got to be the person that held him up and encouraged him and loved on him in that way. And it's kind of amazing because I think that's what, you know, the Lord did in my singleness was preparing me to stick by someone's side and to be the encourager and not to run away when things get hard because that's not a relationship. A relationship is not something that is, oh, all fun and games and it's always good and you're never going to argue and all these things. It's never going to be that. So it's learning about how to navigate through those waters. And I think navigating through singleness and finding my confidence in the Lord and trusting in him has allowed me to be a, a great um, partner for somebody because of that, like that's, that's where my, my strength has come from is from the Lord. Like I could never, I could never be in a relationship without the Lord. I can't because it's, it is, it gets difficult. It gets hard, but there are tons of good things about relationships. Really. I mean, it's, it's, it's so great. But, um, if you are not, I feel like if you're not solid in your singleness, how could you be solid in a relationship? Preach. Right. Right. Just like, Right. I mean, like, because if you're not, if you don't have it all together and you're like, well, I want to be with somebody, but you don't have it all together. Like, how are you going to be a good person for them? Like, they might be good for you, but how are you going to contribute to the relationship? Because it's a two way street. Like, it is about serving each other. It's not about I want to have someone to serve me. Like, it's. it's I think it's the same for a friendship, too. Right. Right. You know, you find a friend that's just always you're always trying to help them out and they can't help you out at all. Then that's not a friendship that's going to last. Right. Right. And so there's like two different sides of that, too. It's like a relationship takes work. A relation takes a little bit from you and a little bit of someone else. Like that's how it works. But then, you know, if you do have a friendship, I know Tyler has many friends that are like this and I do, too, where it's we're always pouring into them or reaching out to them, but never hearing anything back on their side or um, whatever it may be. But I, I just tell him, I'm like, look, if they're not, if they're not reaching out to you and we're only doing the one sided thing, maybe it's just the fact that 
where their mentors or something like that. Like don't, don't hold them at a higher standard than what you should, or like, just see it as that, like it is what it is. Yeah. And you don't like push people away. And I, yeah. So I, I think, I think for sure the, um, like faith plays a huge part in, in relationships. If, If you truly do not have the Lord, I really don't think that you can have love. Yeah, because he is love. (laughs) Right, right. So, like, it's interesting the difference between a a Christian relationship versus a secular relationship. And I'm not saying that secular relationships don't work because I've seen it. Like, I see people do it. But, like, where does their hope come from? Like, where do they turn when they have hard times? Like, that's the biggest question. Yeah. Turn I mean, to themselves and you, or, you know, the, turn to other people. And that might be okay to turn to other people, but to a point, yeah. other people can only help so much, you know? Right. Exactly. And so I, I just, I'm really thankful that the Lord taught me so much in my singleness, because if, if I didn't have him, like I probably would be still single. I mean, <laughs> I, I really would have probably taken that, that spiral, but, um, or have so, relationships and right. then they suck the life out of your just bad relationships and then mm-hmm. one right after another. So yep. you could have had that too, which yeah. is even worse than your single. Right. Uh, right. Because I've seen people like that as well, like where they're just jumped from relationship to relationship to relationship because they're seeking something. Yeah. And guess what they're seeking? Seeking. They're seeking a security in love that they can only find in Jesus. Like they're never going to find it in a man. They won't, they won't because they will always have that empty space inside them. That is only room enough that they'll find in Jesus. I mean, there's so many times where like, even when you are in a relationship or even married, sometimes you might not feel loved or you might not feel heard or you might not feel secure. Like security is a big thing, but I always turn to the fact of Jesus has never left me and he is always there with me and he truly loves me. He loves me like no man can, like truly, like men can try all they want or even friendships. Anybody you have in your life that loves you, they can love you all they want. But the truest love that you'll ever receive is from Jesus Christ because he literally came to die for us, to save us from ourselves. I mean, I mean, what what kind of other love could you ever experience? like that you can't yeah Yeah. so I know this question's kind of off topic but for somebody that's not a Christian like tell them how like how do you feel that love like where do you find that like where do you find your relationship with Christ yeah so yeah so that's a good question um so honestly it's it's such a an intricate trying to understand it. Like I always, whenever I talk about Jesus or I'm talking about scripture, I always think in the perspective of what if I wasn't a Christian, would I understand this? Or what if I was explaining this to somebody who didn't know? Because that's our whole goal in this life is to explain things to people that don't know Jesus or don't understand how to have a relationship with Jesus. And, um, I really think to experience God's love is to understand who God is, to know God. So like a lot of people, man, it's, it's such a difficult question because a lot of people you want to compare 
God to like God is our father, God, the father, and he loves us so much. So we compare it to a father's love. Well, a lot of people did not have good fathers growing up or they didn't even have a father. And so when they could, Um, when they hear that God is their father, they're like, well, screw that. Like, or like an authority figure. Yeah. They're like somebody pointing the finger. yeah, Yeah, exactly. And like, Fathers are not perfect. So like when we are trying to think of God the Father, we are associating that with our own father. And so we don't see him as this loving person, like this yeah. loving being. And um, so like I think my – like what I would tell somebody who is not a Christian and how to find that love – um, would honestly be to, it's just such a cliche thing. Like, I think that if you really wanted to experience God's love and you are not a Christian, I would simply just tell you to pray that you would receive God's love because he will show that to you in any way. Like if you ask, you will receive. And if you truly believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord and you've never experienced him before and you pray to your heart that you say, or pray to God that you say, Lord, please, I want to feel your love. And he's going to show you because I feel like the number one way that he's shown me his love is like, I'm thankful because my mom's been a Christian her whole life and has raised me up that way. She's shown me God's unconditional love that he has for me because there's nothing I could ever do that would make my mom love me less. And that's what people have to realize is that there's nothing that you can do that will make God love you less. If, you know, if you love God yourself, I mean, it's just, it's one of those things. But I think if you pray that prayer, I think that the Lord will show those things. And I think that God shows his love through people too. I mean, that's, I mean, that's that's like, duh. I think animals too, you know, when you're like just petting an animal and you like literally feel like just the love. If you have like a bad day or something and let's say you prayed on like, I, you know, I just pray that, da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, it's not always, like I said earlier, it's not always something you necessarily, like, hear in your ear. It might just be your dog, like, just giving you that comforting feeling. Yeah, or even just, like, oh, the sun came out. It's been cloudy all day, and then the sun came out, and now I feel, like, this joy. You know, yeah. I feel like anytime we want to experience joy or love or peace, like, the most I've ever felt that is literally in my moments with God like reading his word, like his word comes to life. And I know that the Bible can be so confusing to people who don't, who don't know what it is, it but is also really have, it's, sure. it's, it's intimidating. It's a huge, bu- it's a huge book. Like they're like, where do I start? I have no idea how to understand it. It's old language, all these excuses or things that people can come up with. And they are like, I mean, it's just, it's one of those things like it is intimidating, but when you truly know where to start, like if you guys are listening and you have a curiosity of, um, you know, how to figure out, like, how do I have a relationship with God? Like, what does that even mean? Or how do I, how do I feel his love? Because like, I want to feel loved. Who doesn't want to feel loved? Um, I would encourage you to read the book of James, um, or Romans, because I feel like those books really break down, Um, what a Christian life looks like and what a relationship with Jesus looks like. And it talks about how much he loves us in both of those books. And it kind of breaks down, I think, like the entirety of what the gospel is um, and who Jesus is and what he has to offer you. And um, for listeners, too, I mean, Anna and I have 
a lot of experience with this in our own in our own world of you know how how the Lord has shown me love and how He's cared for me over the years, and I have so many testimonials of how He's shown me His love, and like the greatest example that I would have of of this love would be when I was a young girl. My great grandma she passed away, and I was ten years old, and it shocked me because it came out of nowhere, um, and I didn't even understand death at that point. I was only ten years old. I became severely, severely depressed, but didn't tell anybody because I didn't know what it was. I was a kid. And so I started taking that out on people at school. Like I became a bully. I just wanted one up on somebody because I wanted people to pay attention to me. It was such a, it was a weird time. Like I don't like that time. I I don't like thinking about it, but it happened. And I've learned from that. But it wasn't until I was in seventh grade that really, really shook me where I had bullied my, one of my best friends to the point of her leaving school. Like she was like, I, I'm moving schools. I'm not coming back here. And I was brought into the principal's office. I didn't know that this had happened, but I was brought into the principal's office, sat down and she said, Gabby is leaving and it's because of you. And I broke, like I was so upset with myself. I couldn't believe that I had done that. And it really like the Lord, I think, allowed that to happen for me to have a perspective change. And I instantly, like when I went home, I was like, mom, can you please take me over to Gabby's? I need to apologize. I go over to her house. Her mom was not going to let me in. She's like, no, you cannot see Gabby. And I was like, please, like, I need to apologize. And Gabby comes to the door and I apologize. And she's like, it's okay. I forgive you. Oh my gosh. I literally like in what world, honestly, because if I were in her shoes and someone bullied me to the point of me needing to switch schools. I don't know if I'd be so quick to forgive. Mm -hmm. And that showed me God's love and mercy like on me because my mistake, I felt like it was so, so big, but Gabby out of like the grace of her heart, she forgave me. Like that, that right there is an example of, of God's love, like that he had mercy on me and said, it's okay. I know what you've done, but it's okay. Like, it's okay. Like you are forgiven. Such good motivation. Yeah. And so that, yeah, yeah. whatever you've done, Mm -hmm. yeah, it might be bad, but that's okay. Like God's going to forgive you. And that doesn't go to show, or that doesn't mean like just go out and do bad things and just think that God's grace is always going to cover you. Obviously it'll always cover you, but that's not the whole point, you know? Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. It's, I think people sometimes get that twisted of like, yeah, well, God's going to forgive me. And so I can go out and do whatever I want. No, because when you become a Christian, you want to do good. Like you want to be a better person. You don't want to go on sinning and doing these bad things. Like you want to love on people. Like that's what, that's what Jesus does through you. That's what the Holy Spirit does through you. Like if you are going on sinning and being still a terrible person, I don't think you ever really accepted Jesus into your heart. I don't think that you have the Holy Spirit because if you did, you wouldn't be doing those things. You turn from your past and you move forward. Good point. So, yeah. So in that moment, I mean, it, it's pretty, it's a pretty amazing story. I, I don't think I had ever told Gabby like, what that really meant to me until like two years ago. Like I literally sat down with her at a coffee shop and I said, Gabby, I need to tell you something. And I told her this story and 
like she literally broke down crying and I was kind of tearing up and crying too. And I just thanked her. I said, Gabby, like, I just want to thank you so much for forgiving me because in that moment, it really changed my life. Like I changed my perspective, like my whole, like I could have kept on, I still had my moments. Like you still are not perfect after those moments. Like I still had my moments of being mean to people, but like I truly was trying my best after that point to care about people and to love on them and not, not ever do that again, ever. That's the story. That's so good. Yeah. And so let's go ahead and shift gears a little bit more towards like your business um, that you just started. I know that you just um, quit your full time job and you are just leaning on to God to provide for you. I know that's very scary, especially <laughs> if you have bills to pay. Yeah. Um, kind of like shift gears towards that and like what God's teaching you. Yeah, so um, this is actually kind of an interesting story, and it's definitely a way that you can see God working in my life and as well as Tyler's, too. Um, so I, up until, so like two months, no, not even two months, it was probably just just a month ago, a little under a month, I decided to quit my job. Um, I was working at Treetops Resort as a guest relations coordinator, and I had been doing that for a year. Now, with that job means... I'm dealing with mostly negative people all the time. And for someone who has worked so hard to be a positive person, um, I, I did really well at the job, but it was very, very draining for me. Like I just, I was sick and tired of hearing people complain about the smallest things about, you know, their pillow was too hard or too soft or their bed was lumpy or, you know, all these, like these things that people just, like in third world countries, like I've been to a third world country, like they don't even have a mattress and they're complaining about that it was too soft or too hard. Like I just, I couldn't take hearing that any longer. Um, but I did, I loved my coworkers. Um, and the pay just was not the greatest. So that was like one of the biggest factors is that the pay wasn't great and it was a negative environment. Um, just my job itself. Um, and then I had asked, I had asked for a raise, three times from my boss and she said no every single time. And so I just didn't feel like I was like, I wasn't really worth anything to them at that point. Um, because I'm like, I literally have done so much for them. I've added to their business. I've, I kept their reputation. Great. I love treetops. I really do. But my boss just, you know, it didn't reciprocate that, um, my worth, um, for the position itself. So I kind of just was at a crossroads and it was making me really, um, into a negative person as well. Like my attitude was starting to shift. I was, um, more emotional and I was like, you know, I can't, I can't do this anymore. So I decided to turn in my two weeks and, um, it's a little scary, but, uh, I, I want to like pause there and then shift to Tyler's story too. So Tyler was working for a HVAC company and he was at the top of his game at the job, uh, really loved his coworkers, got along with every single person. But there was this one woman who just was kind of like would not um, she did not work well with him at all. Um, Tyler apologized to her many times, had no idea what what the real issue was, um, sat down with her multiple times, tried to like do the right thing and say, Hey, like, is there anything that I can improve on? Is there anything that I'm doing wrong that I can help you understand? Like, 
really trying to go above and beyond with this person and love them. And even though she was like basically out to get him the whole time and it just didn't ever work out. And then his boss ended up letting him go. And his boss was like, I don't want to do this. Like constantly was just saying like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. So we kind of knew like, okay, well, if his boss is saying like, this is the owner of the company is saying, I I don't want to fire you, but I'm firing you. It's probably the Lord. I mean, like he literally didn't want to fire him. Um, And so he got fired. And then I got, I, I didn't get let go. I put in my two weeks and it was because mainly because of my boss, one woman. So it was like one woman and one woman. I'm like, how uncanny is this? That it's kind of the same story. Um, So that led us to our businesses. And we, over the last uh, nine months, we have been doing a business called North Fresh Farm and it is growing microgreens. So we've been growing our microgreens, which consists of broccoli, pea sprouts, um, radishes, sunflowers, all sorts of different vegetables. And it's the miniature version of the life-size plant. And they actually hold 40 times the nutrients um, than the actual like stock of broccoli. Um, so it's really, really healthy for you. Um, and we've just felt this really, this call and this move to be self-sustaining and to grow our own food and to kind of try and get out of the grocery stores um, and provide people in the area with fresh real food. <laughs> and um, so we've been kind of doubling down on that. We're like, you know what? We'll we'll leave our jobs behind. We're not going to get another job in society. We're really going to try to make this work. And so we've been doubling down on that and talking to a lot of other restaurants and juice bars in town and really trying to get that ramped up. But that's like, I think, going to be the moneymaker for us. Um, but what I'm really passionate about is our, um, like our YouTube channel called growing fruition. And that is where we're going to encourage people, encourage people to also come alongside us and live this lifestyle of, um, more of holistic of, I don't know, like planting seeds and growing them up. And, and that, that is cultivating not only in our lives, like for living, but, also our spiritual lives as well. It's like we are called to go out and plant seeds and then reap a harvest. And so that is kind of our business motto too, is underneath growing fruition and North Fresh Farm is growing or planting these seeds, growing them up and then reaping a harvest. And um, so it's kind of just like this life circle uh, that we're, yeah. that we're working with, but love yeah, they're kind of together. I yeah. love how you tie your, like just the holistic mindset with it with your spiritual too you know and I didn't even know like the two I guess go together so good and I kind of realized that like within the last few weeks I was like oh man like this is really cool how the Lord is weaving this together and he really is like the Lord is blessing us with so many different opportunities to supply different restaurants and people with our microgreens and people are like asking for them that the Lord has never shut this business down. So we really feel like he is moving us in this direction. And he, during this period of time, like the number one thing that people need to know is that it can be scary, but if you trust in the Lord, if you trust the Lord to provide for you, he will, he will. And I am fully believing that like Tyler and I want to have um, a house of our own. We want to have our own land. We want to have all these things. And right now it doesn't, you know, you can't see that because 
we are just starting from ground zero, but we are trusting in the Lord that he is going to bless us with this because we, all we want to do is to help people. That's all we want. Like we want people to realize that there are chemicals in your food and we are trying to go back to the basics and try to be self-sustaining and help our neighbors out by cultivating the land and giving them the fresh fruits from what we have. It's inspiring to like just see, I guess, um, your faith during the process because it's hard to start from that ground zero. Like it's yeah. hard just to start from zero. You're making nothing. You're basically doing so much. You're making like literally five cents an hour just to kind of get a business up. So yeah. I love that you have, I guess, kept faith during that time. And that's like the difference between people that work for corporate, not always, but people that work for corporate versus people that own their own businesses. Like yeah. it takes a lot more faith and it takes a lot more just, I guess, hard work from the yeah. start. Yeah. And that's the thing too, is like, we're, we're tired of working for a system. We, like, I always felt at my job that I could be doing so much more. Like I, I, I just felt like my time there was just wasting away and I was just literally working to get money. And what really, what really inspired me to leave my job was more of it's morbid, but there were so many people in my life that have passed away and they've been from all different age range. I mean, it's literally been like eight or nine people in the last year and it's been from literally 30, 30 years old on up. And one of my friends, like he passed away in his sleep. I mean, you really truly do not know if you have tomorrow, you don't. So I, I like, I'm encouraging myself while I'm saying this because I am not perfect at all. Like I have really bad days. I do. But in hindsight, when I think of that, if I don't have tomorrow promised to me, then what am I doing for today? Like, what can I do today to make a difference? How can I cultivate something to make a difference? And how can I serve the Lord today? Like, those are the things that we need to be focused on because so many times in our head, we're like, oh, we have so many years. We have like to we're a hundred or whatever. We can do that next year. No, like you don't know. You have no idea. So it inspired me to, yeah, it, it inspired me to just leave my position. I'm like, it's not worth it. I would rather make no money and be dirt broke and be happy than to sit in a seat and get negative comments constantly and not really feel like I'm living out my purpose. Yeah. It's draining. Like yeah. when you are working for someone else that you don't like, mm -hmm. if you're working for someone else and it fills you up and it's doing what you're supposed to be doing, yeah. uh, then that's great. But, and that's why I always encourage people like, find if you want to start a side hustle, you can, you totally yeah. can just find something that you're passionate about. Yeah. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be a hundred percent worth it. And I know like, that's why I took the leap of faith for like my photography business. It's yeah. like, I just had to go out there and buy a very expensive camera and then just learn the dang thing. Yeah. And it didn't grow up. Like, I, I mean, it did take a good six solid months of not making anything until I finally, you know, was able to do something else. But yeah. I also had another stream of income during that time. So I'm not saying just all of a sudden quit. Like for right. you, like you, like that's awesome what you did. And like, you're able to supplement it with your new business. Um, But right. like, if you want to start a side hustle, go for it. Don't quit your full time quite yet, but quit it when you can. 
Right. Exactly. Exactly. And you do such beautiful work too. I'm like, I'm, I'm inspired by you. I'm inspired by your business. It's just like, you've worked so hard and your pictures are so beautiful and just working at it. But I know, but you're so bubbly and happy. So you got the perfect personality for it. And it's just, it shows like you're just, you're a really good business owner. I know that to be true because I see it and like, it's so cool to see what's going to come of the future for you as well. Um, but have a lot of fun. Yeah. And you know, and I think when you're passionate about something, it really like when you go day to day, you you look forward to what you're doing. And I think for me, it's not just like the photography, like that's secondary. It's like, I really look forward to like just running a business and like working with people. So I think if you just figure out what lights you up and what makes Mm -hmm. you happy and passionate and yeah, it might take a little bit to figure that out, but pray about it and stuff will come. Yeah, do it. Take a leap of faith. You know, sometimes the Lord doesn't drop something in your lap. Like that's something that I learned too, is that not all things are going to be dropped in your lap. Like sometimes when you pray for something, you have to make a step. Like you have to step out in faith. Like you can't just expect everything to happen for you. Like you have to go out and get it if you want it. Yeah. He's not a genie. I've heard that. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. I'm like, I, I have to remind myself of that. Like, he's not a genie. It's not like a wish, but you know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're human. We all have to remind ourselves of those things because it's easy to get caught up in always wishing and wanting and everything like that. And then it goes right back with our topic today. Like we have to embrace that waiting season. Yes. Like embrace during that time. Yeah. That you're like in your, your work place right now, that might just be your waiting season for figuring right. out something else. Yeah. Yep. And it, and it is, it's like, I like when you say embrace the waiting season because you might be waiting, but don't just do nothing in the waiting season. For so sure. like you might have a waiting season, but what are you doing in that season to prepare you for what's coming? Like mm-hmm. looking at it like that instead of like, all right, I'm waiting around. All right. Any day now. All right. Another what day. Another day. <laughs> sir. Yeah. What, what is God going to um, bring a boy to my doorstep? You know, if you're right. saying whatever it's like no you actually have to go out and try and you actually gotta go meet people and like yeah. do the work right right you gotta like you gotta do something he like I feel like a lot of times he just he meets you halfway of like where sometimes he does sometimes he completely blows your mind and does drop something off at your door I mean it happens like I've had it happen to me but I feel like most of the time it's like okay like I go out and do it and guess what I'm gonna be right there alongside you doing it with you like I'm not I'm not gonna leave you hanging but I need you to take a step of faith I need you to trust me because what did Jesus say to um was it Peter? Yeah, it was Peter that walked on water. So like, what did he say to him? He said, get out of the boat and walk, you know, and and keep your eyes focused on Jesus. And he did that. He got, he had to get out. He had to get out of the boat. Like Jesus wasn't going to bring him out of the boat. Like he, like he had to choose that I'm going to get out of this boat and I'm going to walk and follow. So, um, one of the, one of the verses, uh, that I'm kind of like leading on for just, I mean, this can be in any season of life, um, but the number one goal and number one mission of anything that that I am doing in my life right now is to just share the love of Jesus that he has given me and um, and focusing on that. So this comes from Colossians. It's Colossians 3, 23 and 24. And it says, work willingly at whatever you do as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. Remember that the Lord will give you an inheritance as your reward and that 
the master you are serving is Christ. So a lot of times we think that we're serving the man or serving, you know, the the place of our work. But if you if you have a job that you are working at, like uh, being a nurse or whatever it may be, work at it as though you were working for the Lord. And so that that's the mindset you, that you have to have in anything is that I'm doing this for the Lord. I'm not doing this for myself. I'm doing this for the Lord. Like I'm doing this because I want to bring joy to people. I want to bring happiness to people. I want to share the love with people, like whatever yeah. it may be. And it can look in so many different facets of life. I feel like we could do a whole new episode on just like working for your the Lord. Yeah. Um, and like, in my own business, it's like, it's hard. It's like photography. It's like, how do I invite that in? And so I just feel like it's, it may not always be preaching. And obviously like, we're not called just to like preach for people called just to love people. And I think for my business, it's like just showing them my love and just showing them, um, like helping them, I guess, build that confidence and like just helping them feel good in their pictures, um, and just give them that happiness in their photos. That is just, that's a great way. It doesn't have to necessarily be, Hey, you should follow God. Like, I mean, they just, they see the love right in what you're doing. Right. Well, and they're, they're seeing you, like they're seeing Jesus through you. So it's like, why is she so happy? Why is she so bubbly? Why is she so loving? Like, I mean, those are questions and those are seeds that you are planting every time that you are with your clients. Yeah. Yeah. I know I was talking with, um, one client that I worked with and stuff and she's like, Anna, I've never felt so confident in a session and I didn't even see the pictures. She goes, she literally <laughs> left the session. She's like, you made me feel so confident in those pictures and everything. And I know um, when one of the um, podcasts, up, and well, at first I was like, wait, you've never even seen the pictures. <laughs> the pictures were great and all, but anyways, yeah. she's like, you just made me feel so great. And, um, and so I was like, you know what? Like, I know my grandma was saying it in the first episode when I brought her on is like, photography secondary mm-hmm. it really is and like yeah. everything that you're doing it's so secondary yeah but working i guess for the lord and like everything you do is so important right exactly yeah it's so good well i've had um just a fun time even just being on here on this podcast and i think it's great what you're doing and sharing people's stories and um i know that we i, w- I want to like kind of come back to the singleness to end with that because i know that we've we've kind of jumped around but i think it's important to talk about this cuz it's life i mean you you, you get talking about what yeah. the world's done but it all matters because it all funnels into each other cuz like singleness is again just a season and so it's a season of life and the one thing that i want to like kind of end with and and leave you guys with is that um if you are single and you've been single for a long time, um, I just want to encourage you to embrace the singleness, just like how we were saying, embrace the waiting. Um, embrace it because this is the freest you will ever be. And you need to find an outlet or a way to realize that, um, whether it be um like going on a trip or, you know, like just realize it in those moments that this is the freest you'll ever be. Like go out something for yourself because when you do have a husband someday, when you do have kids someday, you are not going to have that free time that you had. So like cherish it, cherish it. Even if it's hard to. Yes. Even if it's hard to just do it. 
It's okay. It's and it's and again, it's okay to be sad on some days, but don't let it overcome you. Like realize that you are free to do whatever you want and be encouraged. Be encouraged because in this waiting time, you are being prepared for somebody. Like you are being prepared for somebody. And sometimes sometimes people do end up being single their whole life, but I think I don't think that everyone is meant for that. I think the Lord definitely created us to be with somebody else. And, um, if you are willing to be open to that, like to say, Hey Lord, I'm, I'm so tired of being, of being single, but I appreciate the singleness. Like, thank you for this time with myself. Thank you for this time with you. And, um, just help me to embrace Help me to embrace my singleness and and find the freedom that I have um, and be thankful in that. Be thankful in these in these moments because I want to hang on to these these moments for when I am busy and when I do have other people that I have to take care of. Like, please help me to be thankful and to be grateful in the season that I am in. That's so good. Well, I hope that you continue to preach stuff like this, um, yeah. just like on your YouTube channel and everything yeah. like that. So tell yeah. me a little bit like where they can find you, because I'm sure they're going to want to listen some more. I mean, yeah, whenever I hear you, the reason why I brought you on the podcast is because I can't get enough of like, I guess, all of your inspiration and like how open you are about your faith and like all your knowledge with it, too. Yeah. Um, I find myself to be like, almost like a newbie <laughs> with a lot of it. But I'm still learning. So yeah. tell them we can find you. And we all are. Um, yeah, so I have an Instagram and it is at Jess Ann 012. Um, so you guys can go ahead and follow me on Instagram. I think that's mostly where I'm gonna be doing a lot of my own um like sharing of like this knowledge. I wanna do like daily devos. Um not I'm my goal is daily devos. I'm not going to be doing daily devos, but I want to do like weekly devos um just talking about what I'm learning and what I'm reading in God's word. Um and then you can also find us on Growing Fruition podcast, which is on YouTube. Um and then we also have Instagram handles for that as well. But if you follow my main page at jessann 12 a lot of that will funnel into that because I share a lot of it to my yeah. Instagram. Um so you guys can go ahead and, and follow me on that platform. Um but yeah I'm excited to see where this journey takes me. Um I get really um like joyful thinking about like doing these things. And so it just like even awesome. being on this podcast has kind of given me a new fresh perspective and a fresh like, like a fresh wind, a fresh wind of, yes, okay, this is why I quit my job. And this is why I'm doing what I'm doing, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I will make sure that I link all that below too. So if you just scroll yeah. below, you'll be able to find all of that. Yes. But yeah, it's been so good to have you on. And I know we're going to have you on again. Yes. Um, and maybe even chat more about like working for the Lord and like what that looks like in each of our work places. I know it's yes. so different for everybody. Um, And so I'll just, yeah, I'll bring you on again. And it's it'll be awesome. It'll be awesome. Yeah. If you guys have any good topics too, um, just make sure to let me know. And I will bring people on for those things. And so, yeah, it's been so good to talk to you, Jess. And I'm excited for people to just grow from this episode and mm -hmm. reach out. If you need anything, reach out to Jess. She will be there. I will be yeah. there. And we're excited. So Yay. see you later. Yeah. 
thank you so much for tuning into the show today. It means the world. If you're enjoying the show, please leave me a five-star review by scrolling down a little bit past the show notes. On top of that, share this episode with a friend who may just need it. 